0: Hi everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today. If you like what we do here and you want us to continue to pump out this great content, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. And also make sure to check out our new page. It's prepzone.info. There you'll find all of our content in one place. And also all of our game reports and photo galleries from the sports and events we attend and cover. And before I head over to the podcast, I want to say a big thank you to our sponsors. I look to buy or sell your home or just curious about what the current real estate market is, check out AlessandraDeVinoHolmes.com. Working with Alessandra is your key to succeeding in this current real estate market. And also, ASF Sports and Outdoors. ASF is our sponsor for the Student Athlete of the Month. And check them out. They are 1560 Post Road East, and their website is ShopASF.com. Now, let's head over to the podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to the Prep Zone Podcast. I'm your host Steve Devino, and I have here with me today Coach Matt Bond. How are you,
1: Coach? I'm doing great, Steve. I'm really excited to be on here. I love what you do for you know high school sports, especially Staples, and uh, yeah, man, thrilled to be here.
0: Oh no, it's such a pleasure. Before we get into, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Coach Bond. Uh, so you've been the head coach of the Staples Records Boy Ice Team, um, boys hockey team, for three seasons, right? Or has it been more than that this will be my fifth season fifth season with as the hockey head coach with the football has been three years yes correct correct so you're the, the wide receivers and defensive backs coach
1: yeah I assist I help out coach Maddie and and yeah it's been uh, great they brought me on board three years ago and you know I had a little bit of playing experience in high school not a ton um so it was it was exciting to get in there and learn yeah. uh, the second year I worked with the defensive lineman a little bit Um. But it's been nice working with Coach Maddie, Coach barons, all those guys there. And it's a great group. And, yeah, we had a heck of a year.
0: You certainly did. I mean, I was going to say, so you play football and ice hockey at kenan mcmillan High School in Cannonsburg, PA. That's where you grew up as well.
1: Yeah, right outside of Pittsburgh, about 20 minutes. So, you know on Pittsburgh sports all day and uh it's fitting
0: that you play hockey yeah, right from PA yeah, you gotta play
1: hockey. Yeah.
0: Uh so you also you went on to play Division Three Ice hockey for the California University of PA Vulcans. So you helped them lead to a two thousand and eight ACHA D three national championship. How cool was that?
1: It was incredible. I mean um ACHA hockey is club hockey and Um, it's even more competitive now than it was back then. Um, and the game is just continuing to grow at the college level. So it's really great to see these ACHA programs and even some kids from Staples have gone on to play some ACHA hockey. Um, but yeah, when I played, we, you know, it wasn't my plan to play going into Uh college. Um, but I found out they had a team. I decided to go to tryouts um, ended up making the team. And, you know, we, from my freshman year there, we actually just had a really good group of guys Mm -hmm. and a really good core, um, that, you know, we made it to nationals that first year. Um, and since then, so it was, you know, that fourth year, we kind of put it all together. Um, we had a couple transfers come in. Um, but, you know, we had an unbelievable season, and we had some guys that were playing at a whole nother level. I think we lost one game that season. Wow, that's incredible. Um, and the game we lost was in a tournament in Michigan um, against the team we ended up playing in the semifinals and beat them. And
0: So the yeah. cl- club level, but it was still pretty intense. You guys are traveling. You're doing all this stuff with club?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, we weren't traveling in style. You know, we took, I think it was a... <laughs> almost a 20-hour, maybe 15-hour bus ride to Michigan for this tournament we would participate every year in. Uh-huh. Um, we would come up here. I, I I think the tournament has changed now. I don't know if they do it the same way. But we would come up to uh, New York, Connecticut area and play like – we'd play Albany, uh, Farmingdale State, always had a really good team. And then the next year they would come down and play – at a neutral site near us, we would have a tournament. They would bring down a couple teams. We'd have a couple teams. Um, so, yeah, we got around a good bit. And um, Nationals, when we made Nationals, uh, you know, one year it was in Pittsburgh, um, Minnesota, Michigan. You know, one oh. year it was in Florida. So, yeah. I
0: mean, that That's really exciting. That's encouraging because you would think, like, at least I always thought that club – was more like you just kind of played in your own college but it seems like you guys really had a robust program
1: yeah we did I mean and you know the program's even bigger now there's there's two teams there's a, a top team that plays in the ACHA and then like the second team plays um in kind of a lower conference level they don't necessarily play for nationals um and then there's a girls program um or a women's program I should say but um yeah we we got around we tried to schedule you know tough games we would scrimmage we were d3 um but we would play like wvu had a d1 team duquesne university had a d1 team um that we would scrimmage and and you know those were really good competitive games as well
0: that seems like it's really exciting i mean it's again like i said very surprised for me to hear that right and but i also you are a special education teacher at staples high school and you're working on your master's in special education at the University of Hartford. Correct. And you reside in Redding, Connecticut uh, with your wife, Ginny, and, and your many animals. Talk <laughs> yes. about how many animals you guys have and what are you guys? Cats, dogs, what, what is so it?
1: So we have, um, you know, we have we have a little farm dog. She's got a ton of energy. Um, we have a, a cat who's, who's a house cat, stays in the house. We recently just lost, we had a, a tree frog. He passed away. I did hear that. He was like 15. I was like, this frog is going to live forever. <laughs> um, but me and my wife, we were huge animal people. We also have like a little farm we started. Um, we used to have ducks. Uh, we, we have 15, 16 chickens, um, a couple roosters. Wow. We have nine goats. Um, so we're trying That's to do a little little homesteading here and there as well. That's really cool. Yeah.
0: That's interesting. So uh, I'm sorry, I have to go back. You said a frog was 15 years old.
1: Yeah, so, so th- I inherit- talk
0: about having a frog. As a, I mean, I that, that just fascinated me. you. Got to go into that a little bit. Yeah,
1: so um, when I met my so I met my wife Ginny, who's actually she's a um, our, my connection to Staples is crazy. So I'm from southwestern PA, from uh-huh. Pittsburgh, like you said. But my wife Ginny, who I met in graduate school for writing at Chatham University in Pittsburgh, um, is from Westport, graduated from Staples, okay. was in Players. Um, so, you know, her parents still live in Westport. So I have that kind of, this is my home away from home and a deep a, connection, a deep connection here. Yeah. So anyways, when I met my wife, girlfriend at the time, um, in graduate school, she had all these frogs and this one has just continued to live on as we've moved from Pittsburgh to New York city, to Westport, to Reading. Um, he's he had quite a journey. I'll
0: bet, right? And, he, <laughs> and what was his name?
1: Caliban. Caliban.
0: All right, very cool. I'm yeah. sorry about Caliban. That's
1: it's yeah. a great he story. A I mean, yeah, it's a good <laughs> life.
0: I mean, he traveled a lot, right? He yeah. he lived. A while, so I love that. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about the before we get into the hockey about the football team. Yeah, you guys had an amazing season. We're recording this. You won the championship a few days ago. Yeah, and I know you worked with the offense and, and also defense, so defensive backs, and they just all season I did interviews I talked they've always talked about as the the, uh, the unit that was so aggressive they did all, you know they make so many plays so talk about how did you guys come into the season how do you think it all went for you obviously great but what was the mentality when you guys started this season 2 when you went in the season how all that you saw it all play out
1: yeah so you know first off it's just a great group of kids um you know who really had been through a lot, right, and, you know, we had some success the past couple of years, but really, you know, at the end of the day, didn't get to where we wanted to get. So, you know, going into this offseason, the kids had a had a lot of drive, right? So the mentality was kind of to trust the process, right, to be engaged, to give that effort, um, and to kind of do whatever it took. And, you know, Coach Maddie, Coach Barrons, the guys that I worked with, you know, and especially with the wide receivers and D backs with coach Maddie, he's very detailed, right? So even in practices, we're really pushing the technique. Um, and that's an area that I would really focus on, especially like we would split the groups up and I would take maybe like the JV group. Um, and coach Maddie would have like the varsity guys and really kind of push the technique and just the mentality and being engaged and like caring about the small details. Um, you know it can sound kind of cliche but like those little details add up and it's it's all about that stuff i mean we would you know we we go on ball movement for example for the receivers so we would do drills and we tried to make sure that we're always moving the ball and saying hey if you move on my voice or you don't right right we're going to hold you guys accountable to that right And just those little baby steps and caring about those details and having the players buy into that, right? Because, you know, there's a lot going on and it's really easy to get focused on the end product, right? And looking too far ahead. Um, So I think buying into the process and trusting the coaching staff and where, you know, we were kind of leading the guys was, was huge coming in, especially early in the year.
0: Yeah, I think I, I look at the turnaround your program had from a 2 and 8 season to a state championship. Right? I mean, just it, like you said, the process started. And if you look at back, well, that was one of the worst season staples I've ever had to the best it ever had. Right? Yeah. I mean, you're number one in the polls. I mean, you lost one game, which again, everybody's talking about it was a 10 point game, but it was a three point game. You guys are driving to win that game. Yeah. So it, there was nothing, you were in every game, you won 13, 12 out of the 13. So right. just an incredible season
1: incredible and and you know i wasn't here for that two and eight, two and eight season so okay. you know i've kind of been spoiled my first game <laughs> was and actually my first week being a part of the program was the trumbull game with the pick six i mean i was and coach maddie looks at me he goes welcome to staples football <laughs> brother you know so this is great i uh, get used to this Yeah, right? I, I could get used to this man so you know it's just been like you know A lot of time is put in off the field Mm -hmm. and the care to, you know, the mental side of the game and that like neutral thinking, being able to deal with the adversity Mm -hmm. that you're going to hit no matter what. Right. We talk about it in life. We talk about it in school. We talk about it in sports. Right. So I think teaching those lessons and having the kids buy in and and care about that stuff really showed, especially as the season went on and in that state championship game.
0: It certainly did, and like I've done quite a few podcasts with the guys. So I started with Coach Adam, did Adam, Caleb, Maddie, and uh, and, uh, and and Rossman. Now you, and it's like everyone in that program talks about the mentality, right? And how you guys approach everything in life, and it has made an impact. I mean, I'm sure it's everybody who's listening, but also me as well, of how you guys really you focus, and then that focus pays off.
1: Yeah, w- one thing that I did. Um... You know, when I first started, I noticed like, you know, and, and I didn't have a ton of ton to bring to the table in terms of like X's and O's or my experience in football. So one of the things I, I noticed early in my time was that we sometimes had a tough time focusing or or would make silly mistakes sometimes, at least early in the season when I first got there. Um, and I brought this idea to the coaching staff about working on visualization with the, with the players, And, you know, I couldn't believe how much, not only the coaching staff, but the players bought into it where I would, um, you know, before every game we would be in the locker room, the kid, you know, we'd turn the lights off and I would go through a three to five minute visualization with the kids about their breathing um about certain things that maybe Coach Maddie uh-huh. had presented on or Coach Barron's or uh Coach Connors would have talked about. Coach Philpot, like um, you know, where focus goes, energy flows is something that Coach Philpot always says. And so say I'm gonna say that again, where what? Where focus goes, energy flows. Interesting. So, you know, whatever you're focused on, if you're distracted, that's where your energy is gonna go. Right. Um, so little things like that. Um So I started doing these visualization things and whether it was, um, you know, and it was working on like tapping into your senses, right. And being able to see yourself being the best version of yourself or doing the right things at the right time, whether that was lining up the right way before the ball is snapped. Um, whether that's just breathing after, something didn't go your way and not getting too emotional, right? So being able to always come back to your breath and ground yourself um, is something we kind of talk about. And sometimes it was a little repetitive, but the boys really bought into it. They wanted it. Um, There were times where we were in locker rooms that we couldn't figure out how to turn the lights off, and they were, like, kind of bummed about that, which I was always – (laughs) I'm like, guys, you sure you want the lights off this time? They're like, yeah, 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 we have to have the lights off. Um, And just – how much they cared about just this little three to five minute thing that we would yeah. do before games um, really showed like Listen, all throughout.
0: It's fascinating to hear the backstory of everything, right? Yeah. It's always like, I mean, I think Co- coach Maddie talked about the one time you guys couldn't practice, went to a gym where there's like almost no light. Mm. Right. And I talked so it's all these, that, that's like, to me, it's great. This yeah. is stuff that you want to hear yeah. about because you see the end result, but you never realize the process. Yeah. process was it didn't go from night
1: to day like you just said right and there's a lot that goes into that process and the process changes sometimes right you have to be able to evolve and adapt and you know i think you know we've done a pretty good job of that absolutely so now as you
0: as you now shift from you know hockey which seems to be your main sport so um how's the team looking this year um What's the difference between, oh, I guess, let's start with the the team first. How's the team looking this year?
1: We're looking good. We had a really strong preseason. Um, One thing that is really awesome this year, I met a lot in the offseason with our captains and our leadership group um, to kind of prepare for the season and kind of, you know, prepare them for how they should be leading the team, right? I mean, I think any coach will say that, you know, your best teams are going to be player driven and not coach driven. Um, so this year I really wanted to do a better job of working with my captains and my upperclassmen and kind of preparing them to be the best leaders that they can be. Um, we have a really good group of guys, um, our captains, Tyler DeMaio, all three seniors, Tyler DeMaio, uh, Jacob Gomez, and Jamison Russell. Um, and those guys have been horses for us. And, and they've been – phenomenal on the ice in terms of like points and and um, helping us win games. but they also again are doing the little things. They're the last mm-hmm. guys off the ice helping clean up. They're yeah. picking up in the locker room. They're caring about those little details that a lot of people think don't matter, but they do, right? So nice. it starts with those three guys and they've done a heck of a job in the off season. Uh, Training, working out, preparing, um, and and it's shown in the preseason. Um, We're we're, you know they're bigger, they're faster, they're stronger, right? And um, so I think we do have a strong core um, of guys returning upperclassmen. Um, But really, in hockey, a big thing for us has been numbers. So we're a little low on numbers. Um, So we have a lot of underclassmen, but. it's a lot of opportunity for these guys to step up and sure. get some varsity experience. Yeah. Um, so so far, it's it's been a great start to the year, and I'm feeling pretty positive about the direction we're headed in.
0: Yeah, it's it's tough. You mentioned numbers. You know, I'm I'm very close to the volleyball program, and we kind of run in the same thing, yeah. right? Because it's like it's it's not an easy sport for yeah. for. I mean, you got you guys practice off site. You're always taking them tremendous amount of gear, yep. right? I mean, to to everything, always carrying those big bags, right? And now I did read that uh, I think it was Tyler Demel is one of the, the top players in the conference, right? Want to talk about him a little bit. Correct.
1: Yeah, he was actually just uh, put out there as one of the top 25 players to watch in the in the CIAc, so in the state. Right. Um, and he joined us his sophomore year. Um, his sophomore year, he he was our team MVP, um, and he's done nothing but factor in on the success we've had as a team. Um, and he's really grown a lot too. He He's grown as a player, but he's grown even more as a leader and it's really shown. And And one thing we talk about or I talk about with with my captains all the time is bringing guys along with you, right? So like when we get new guys on the team or rookies or freshmen, because we're not always having freshmen, like a, a rookie could be a sophomore. We have a couple guys oh, who see. are seniors this year who are rookies who who haven't played, right? So we don't, You know, it's nerve-wracking enough to join a new team, whether you're an underclassman or an upperclassman, coming into an environment that you're not super familiar with. So, you know, that old-school mentality of, like, you know, rookie duties or things like that, we've gotten rid of. We want guys to come in and feel as comfortable as possible, right? They're already going to feel nervous. We don't want to beat the new guys down. We we want them to feel a part of – the team as much as possible because we need them we need them right now we don't need them in three years we need them right now to be able to to have some confidence and and to be able to be in a position to be successful
0: and contribute to the team success absolutely 100 percent. so now talk about your goaltender this year Uh, i mean goaltending in 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 hockey is like you know you get the win you get the save it's almost like a pitcher right so important
1: yeah so how are you set up for that this year So since I've been here, goaltending's always been not an issue in terms of, of talent. It's just an issue of, again, numbers. This is my first full season having two goaltenders. Excellent. um, Which is phenomenal. And uh, the next best part of that is that they're both underclassmen. So I have, uh, we have our sophomore Mason mountain who joined us halfway through the season last year and has a little bit of varsity experience, which is great. Um, and Alistair Mukhtar, who is a freshman. Um and you know, Mason's a big kid. He he played last year. He he really put in the work in the offseason. Um and and he's gonna start for us tomorrow night in our fir- first season opener. Um and he's had a really good preseason. Um so we're we're looking at Mason to to have a lot of opportunities this season to to be our number one guy and, and kind of take over that role. And he's super excited about it and super confident. Um, Alistair he's come in and as a freshman goalie at the varsity level, like we don't have a freshman team. We don't have a JV team. You're varsity, my man. Right. So <laughs> you're here, right. That's you're it. Here. You're here. you right? arrived. Right. <laughs> so, um, he he's he's done well stepped up to to that kind of toughness that it takes to play at the varsity level um he's shown a lot of good stuff in the preseason in terms of the scrimmages and the practices his work ethic and and kind of his um engagement his hockey iq right so being able to have two goaltenders especially for practices has been huge for us this year so far and um super excited because these guys are the potential for both of them is awesome. Yeah.
0: And I was looking, you mentioned to go, I mean, goaltenders. You're see, you have a long season ahead of you. Yeah. It is like, I think you play until late, late February, early March, something like right. that. Right. But, uh, Cause the, I was looking at all your schedule today. I was researching the game, see where we're going to be at. It's a long
1: schedule. It's a very long season. And, and that's the other part of it. Trying to make it through a whole season <laughs> with one goaltender is tough. We've had to have players put on the gear Yeah. Really? and, and, and the guys that have done that in the past have done a phenomenal job, the best that they could do, right? right? And so we're finally, I think, you know, we're trying to build the program more and more in terms of culture mm-hmm. since I've been here um, and, and you know, working and coaching with the football team and being around the lacrosse team and, and all these other su- successful programs at Staples um, has been super influential to how we want to run this program.
0: And it helps. And now I want to just – you mentioned something that caught my attention a few minutes ago. You said that there is no no freshman, no JV. In your opinion, and, I, and I'm asking this out, you can maybe have one or not, but does it help or hurt a player to go straight into a varsity not having the time to develop um, at those, I guess, less pressure situations?
1: Yeah, I think there are pros and cons to it, right? Right. Um, you know, you want to be able to develop kids and be able to put them in all kinds of situations in a JV, JV scenario, right? Where everybody can touch the ice, everybody can eat minutes without kind of feeling that pressure of the varsity level. Um, and you're able to break down the coaching a little more at that level. When I first started, we had more numbers and we would schedule like JV scrimmages, And there was, like, a JV league. Um, But without the numbers, it's really tough because we really ran into a problem, like, during the whole COVID thing. And, you know, we didn't have a ton of numbers, but we had enough where it was like, okay, let's do some JV scrimmages, right? Mm -hmm. But I'd have to pull some varsity guys to play in those JV scrimmages. Now with the COVID people got sick. Now those kids that should be at varsity have to sit out cause they were at JV or whatever. Maybe yeah. you get injured in a JV game. Um, it's tough and, and really how high school hockey works. And when I first started, I really would push freshmen to play what's their second year of Bantam hockey for right. their, for their club hockey oh, I see team, club. like okay. their, their, their travel hockey team. Mm. Right. Because, um, You can usually a freshman is at the age where they can still play another year of bantam hockey, which they're playing with kids their age. They're traveling. They're probably getting uh, a lot of reps in in practices and games. Um, But with low numbers, I've I've talked to a ton of freshmen where you know I say if you you know here are the pros and cons. If you decide to come and play for Staples, you're going to get to play varsity hockey for four years. Now, you know, ice time during games is not guaranteed, right? Of course, but you're on the ice every day at practice with the varsity team getting reps every single day. You're not sitting on the bench, right? So that's kind of where it's at. I would love, you know, to get to the point where we have, um, you know, I I wouldn't love to make cuts, but like to the point where we can have 30, 35 kids trying out, and we can we can field a varsity team and a JV team. Yeah, right. That's kind of the goal. Um, but we need to do a better job of of reaching the youth and kind of getting kids to play for their high school here at Staples more. Um, so, so
0: is it that they just I mean because hockey is huge? There's a there's a there's a huge following. There's I mean it's yeah. all over the place. Is it because they're just sticking to a club? Because the college recruiting is at the club level. Is that what's going on?
1: Well, it depends. I think. And and I've said this a bunch of times. I think the huge thing for state a town like Westport is we don't have a rink in town, right? So these kids go to Wonderland, they go to Northford, they go they go to Darien, they go to different youth programs, right? And now they're all spread out. So we are like trying to track them down and figure out where these Westport kids are playing so that we can talk to them and try to see if they want to play high school hockey. I think that's the biggest thing, um, and that's something we have to get around because there's no rink in town, and it doesn't seem like there's going to be a rink in town anytime ever soon. Yeah. or anytime soon, right? So one thing that we're going to try to do this year to at least start reaching the youth and and showing them what Staples Ice Hockey program is all about is um, we're going to try to utilize the longshore rink to run a couple <laughs> – Youth clinics. Yeah, because that's such a great spot. Yeah, it's a great spot, and it's in town. And if we can have a cup especially this winter, maybe put on one or two youth clinics, um, do some skill stuff, some small area games, get our coaches to come out, get the uh, varsity hockey players to come out and work with the kids, and just start kind of meeting and, and, and getting to know the Westport hockey players better and at least let them know how to get in contact with us, how to see what our program's all about. Um, instead of us constantly trying to chase down, oh, you know, cause you can go on to USA hockey and we can see this is a Westport kid. This is a Westport kid. So let's reach out and talk to them. Let's talk, reach out and talk to them. Um, sometimes though, kids, you know, I've had several kids that I talked to this year who um, have already got in on like a tier one, triple a team. And, and, you know so you hear a lot of different things from different coaches, and the route in hockey to get to the next level is a little different than other sports so you get onto these these uh, tier one travel hockey teams um, and you're traveling all around the country and you're playing for states you're playing for nationals um, and you're getting looks from a lot of different coaches all over the yeah. country colleges junior teams um so it's kind of tough to compete with that sometimes, especially when we don't have a youth program where we can like build that up, like lacrosse, football, right? They, you know, Coach Barron's yeah. knows that fifth grader who's playing, you know, he right? Yeah, so exactly,
0: yeah. it's it's a, the feeding system is completely different now. It's interesting you mentioned Longshore because that outdoor rink there, it's almost like you know what that they do in, in beginning years, right? It's playing outdoors, hockey outdoors. Yep, it's yep. so rare, yeah. And you think that would be a, a like attractive to at least do some of that, right? But
1: who knows? We we used to. We when I first started as an assistant coach, we did um, a couple outdoor games there against Norwalk, um, and it was super exciting. And the the fans came out. Sure. I, I don't really know. You know, we've tried. I don't know the details or like how it's set mm. up there in terms of like you know. I do know that the ice is smaller. There's no lines on the ice. Um, I didn't realize there are a lot of like kind of liabilities and it's not like a great setup for games. Um, So that maybe that's a reason why they don't really do it anymore. Um, But I have parents ask me all the time. I've reached out, you know, know. it just hasn't really worked for whatever reasons. Um, But, we're definitely going to try to get in there. And I've talked to some people already about, you know, the ice time is we're going to make it work this winter to, to that's awesome. get a couple sessions and, and try to run a couple clinics.
0: Yeah. I didn't realize it was smaller. Now that they yeah. have lines that, that, yeah. that could be challenging yeah. for sure. Yeah. Right. And it's,
1: it and there's the stands, there aren't really stands. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, maybe that's something to think about in terms of like, as a community, maybe we could one day kind of work together to, 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 make that happen again because um i mean i like i said
0: it would be like think about having your home games outdoors right i mean and like uh, having a little stand there would be like amazing right listen the ice is always going to be cold why are they indoors outdoors you just dress for the weather and you go with it right right i think i always think about the the games the hockey does on first of the year those outdoor games they're they're, they're can't miss they're incredible right i mean yeah Yeah. even if you're not the casual hockey fan even will always go to watch that absolutely that scene is amazing yeah, the atmosphere right? is awesome. <laughs> but, I mean, it's so great. And um, you mentioned, uh, you know, the the path as it goes up. And we were talking uh, the other day a little bit about college recruiting and mm. how that's interesting with other sports. And it seems like hockey is going just like soccer is and all those lacrosse sports where those camps almost become a little bit you know, more important in high school. And that's a shame. I mean, it is a shame because there's nothing like playing for your high school.
1: There really is. That's And that's kind of like the message I give to underclassmen because listen, Darien, New Canaan, all those top D1 hockey schools right now have similar situations. They just have more numbers, right? So they'll have kids that come in um, and are very good and they'll play their freshman, sophomore years, right? And then they might go to a prep school right and play another 2 or 3 years at the prep school before they go play junior hockey and then hopefully get a scholarship or get get recruited to a college level sport i mean there are your you know freak athlete true freshman yeah. hockey players but you know the average age of a college division 1 ice hockey player is not eighteen, right? So these kids are going to play one or two years of junior hockey in major junior leagues. Usually, if they're going to go D one before they're make before they're being uh, really going know. to to the college level, and that even happens at the D three level too, where kids are going to be um, usually a little older uh, because of like Quinnipiac, who won the national t- title last year their average i'm not sure what their average age like i'm not going to say because i don't know for sure but they they're an older team where like some of the you know higher caliber if you want to say like minnesota michigan right their ages are a little lower because those kids like adam fantilli played for the university uh-huh. of michigan this year phenomenal player 18 years old he left. He got drafted in the first round, number three or top three. I forget two, two or three. He got drafted, so he's playing for the Columbus Blue Jackets now. So, so those big programs like that will get these young kids who are phenomenal talents, or who go through USA development program, or are major junior players at a young age, and they'll have them for maybe a year or two. It's very, then- it's it's rare for those top end talents to stay for the full four years. Where at Quinnipiac phenomenal school phenomenal ho- hockey program the coach has done a phenomenal job bringing that program from the bottom to the top but though they're keeping kids for the for a longer time and they have they have some men on that team right, right? like they have <laughs> the real some, man, right? some real men right real men on that team not kids who are getting the job done and you know what that age difference it can make a difference at that level right if you're 18 no matter how talented you are if you're going against 22 year old or a 21 year old right that can you know it's absolutely and i always talk
0: about that in high school right think about you know and that's why i asked if you don't have you have a freshman who's 15 16 playing against an 18 year old boy that's a senior that's the gap there is huge it's huge it it is and physicality and experience and everything
1: the, the physicality is the biggest part but yes the like the mentality and being able to have that confidence so Going back to my message to some of those underclassmen who want to go play on that tier one travel team and they want to get to a prep school or they want to get to a junior team because they want to, they want to try to get to the next level, which I love. I say, come play for your high school, which you can't replace. There's nothing mm-hmm. like it. Come play for your high school, your freshman, maybe your sophomore year. You're going to get time, right? You're going to get time on the ice. I'm not going to ask you to come play for me And then let you make you sit on the bench, right? When you you have other offers out there like that, right? You're going to get the opportunities. Nothing's guaranteed, right? But you're going to get the opportunities. Um, And come play with bigger, faster, stronger guys, right? And see how you do against that talent, right? right? Right. See how you do against that size. You're going to learn something from that. That's going to make you a better player, right? Instead of playing with guys your same age. Now, there are also pros to that where if you play with guys your same age at that Tier 1 team, maybe they're all at the same talent level as you, right? Where mm-hmm. at high school we might not have all that top-end talent. We might have some grinders, right? We might right. Not, we're might not we not going to have all this heavy skill. But you're going to have opportunities to go out there and see what you can do. And if you can put up points, if you can – hang physically with these guys at the varsity level and you're 14 or 15 years old that's going to look really good to some of these prep schools that you want to go to or these tier one programs that you want to play to that you think are going to get you to that next level
0: and it's also a test yourself i mean it's always you against yourself like can i hang with these bigger guys yeah right can i do this and i'll say this and i know i play high school sports we all here played there's nothing like the feeling of walking the hallways after a big win is there
1: Nothing like it. Nothing like it. <laughs> there's nothing even, like it. Even like my guys, like, you know, they're wearing their shirt and ties. They got their game jackets on and people were in the hallways chatting them up. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's it's really a cool feeling. Um, and I think that everybody should experience it at least one year. Agree. Um, so yeah, that's my kind of
0: couldn't agree more. Pitch on high school <laughs> hockey. <laughs> yeah, no. Listen, we're looking forward to a great season. We want to get out there and see you guys a lot. So this will be a lot of fun, Coach. I want to thank you for being here with us. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I do want to do some quick hits and some uh, with some personal notes for you here. Yeah, all right, sure. if we good? Cool. Go. All right, cool. All right. So morning person or night owl? Morning person. All right, texting or calling? Calling. Favorite Tom Hanks movie?
1: Ooh. Man. Um I, I'm gonna get out of here and I'm gonna be like, oh I should have said that one. <laughs> um I'm gonna go saving Private Ryan.
0: All right. Uh roller coasters or bumper car rides? Uh,
1: neither. Uh I'm gonna go I'm gonna go roller coasters. All right.
0: Beach or sightseeing? Beach. Sweet or salty? Salty. Uh pizza or burger then?
1: pizza all
0: right what five people would you bring with you if you were stuck on
1: a desert island oh my gosh come on um like any 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 any, 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 anyone anyone all right uh i'm bringing my wife all right um i'm gonna bring my two brothers all right um I'm going to bring my assistant coach, Jill Gallagher. I'm not very good with blood or anything. So like if we need some kind, and she's, she's a police detective in Milford.
0: That sounds like a great person. To I'm bring. bringing yeah, her yeah.
1: because I'm going to need her. Yes. Uh, she's phenomenal. Um, I like
0: how you're thinking through this really fast. I, I, here I, you are. I'm trying.
1: I'm trying. I don't want to take too long. <laughs> no, um, let's see. And then shoot. Maybe I should, should I bring somebody no. Bring my mom. Awesome.
0: Uh, <laughs> would you rather spend one year at the North Pole or two years in the Sahara Desert?
1: Oh man, I'm gonna go North Pole. I'm I'm like terrified of the desert.
0: There you go. What superpower do you wish you had?
1: Superpower. Hmm. I always want to say flying, but I'm afraid of heights, so I don't think that would really work out. Um, Being able to breathe underwater. What is your spicest opinion that everyone disagrees with? That everyone disagrees with. Hmm. It's controversial at all. Yeah. Man, let's see. Maybe getting rid of the shootout
0: in hockey? In hockey. How would you decide the games? What, I, what is I, your, would
1: go with, I would go with a little bit of a longer three on three overtime. Or maybe even start it with like four on four. And then after like a certain amount of time, go down to three on three. Um, they do
0: some kind of that in field hockey.
1: Oh, do you they? they? So uh, we covered field hockey the
0: game. It was like I didn't realize this because I haven't so much in sport. And they play, you know, 11 on 11. Okay. So it's 10 and a goalie. So when they go in overtime, then it's six and a goalie. Oh, okay. And it opens up all the space. Three minutes in, somebody scores. Yeah, right. (laughs) It opens
1: up the space. Everybody's tired. It's more exciting. Like, I don't know. I think the shootout was exciting when it first came in. But like you can only do so many breakaway moves. Yeah. Like if if we get down to like the fifteenth shooter, it's like okay, like uh, we get it. This goalie's good; he's making saves. Like it's not that exciting anymore. I don't think. I totally opinion. agree.
0: It's like me and with uh, with soccer and shootout. I, I, I big soccer. I, I hate it. Yeah, I, I, I can't take it. And last one here: if you could go back and relive one day in your life, which day would
1: that be? Um. let's see i'll keep it i'll keep it hockey and um we, when we won that national championship that was just it was awesome and it like it wasn't anything like this state championship like mm-hmm. with club hockey sometimes like you know especially where we were pretty much just parents in the stands it's not like it was an insane crazy atmosphere mm-hmm. but to go through the season and you know the, the amount of times we failed in seasons before and that was our senior year and for the guys to just come together in the group we had and the work we put in um, and then, you know, to raise that trophy and, and drink out of that cup was an uh, amazing feeling, right? Unbelievable day. Yeah. And yeah. just
0: to add to that, do you, do you still keep in touch with a lot of the guys from that team? You guys have something um, or maybe one or two?
1: A little bit. Yeah. We, You know, it's tough being so far and coaching yeah we you know i always get the notices about the alumni games they did they did like a um uh because that was um so yeah they did like a 10-year you know reunion for yeah. it and which i couldn't go to because we're in the middle of hockey up here and i just can't get away um you know we're not super Connected, but you know when I do talk to those guys, it's you know it's the same stories. Like we never, it's like you never, like we've we left yeah. the hockey house, man. um So yeah, it's it's amazing how guys can connect. With it really them, right? is. Yeah, it's, it's, like it's a special I, thing, right? It, and that's a bond we'll have forever. Just like this team for for football had this year. Like you're always gonna be able to talk about everything that happened throughout that season. And it's funny how yeah you talk about the the championship game and winning the trophy, but it's funny how you talk about everything else and all the things that led up to that and kind of not only the process, but the ups and downs and the stories yeah. and, and the memories in the, in the locker room. Um, those are the things that kind of stick with you the most. And, and yeah, it's special. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. I remember when I, you know, I, I played a couple years of football and it was like I, it was, we got great teams, but I, one thing that always sticks to my mind is that we would go early to the field and at that time, they would order uh, breadsticks from Domino's. Oh, right. And yeah. it's like, and we would all, nobody had any money, so we'd all would share. And yeah. it was like, you'd get like half a breadstick, right? That's how much. Yeah. You, but that was like, we all sat there, and we divided it. And that was like, those are amazing times. Right. Playing slapjacks and eating, eating, eating breadsticks. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah,
1: those small little moments are so special. And you try to yeah. get the kids to, to slow down sometimes to say, like, you know, take this in, breathe it in, right? Come back to your breathing, ground yourself here, right? That's in right. this moment, be here now, right? Realize that you are in the good old days before you actually leave them. 100%, man, 100%.
0: Coach, it was a pleasure having you here today. Thank, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. It honored honor to be here.
1: And like I said, this is so special that you do this for for the town and for the kids. Like, we didn't have any of this growing up. And, and for you to be doing something like this, um, the kids are super appreciative. And I know the coaches and adults are as well. So well, thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Coach. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Awesome.
1: Thanks, man.